Hello, everybody, and welcome to Truth Prevails. I'm Amanda. And I'm Astasia. Gosh, it just always feels like forever when we come <laughs> back to record. I know. It's always like, I don't know, such a, such a pleasant surprise on how nice it always feels to get into recording one of these. Yes. Yeah, especially because yeah. more time has passed, it's almost like I have a greater appreciation for being able to just, like, come together and have a conversation and everything, you know? Yes, I feel the same way. I, sometimes I'm like, I want to record more. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> but you know what? We have um, some new stuff coming out um, soon, mm-hmm. I would say, for Truth Prevails, and we're really excited about that. But we'll keep you in suspense just a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, So, we usually, I guess we're just going to do it. We (laughs) are going to start off with Mastasia's Random Fact. Here goes. Little random facts about Mastasia. Oh my goodness. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, this one I had actually thought of. A while ago and we had told Amanda about it too at least I believe that I did but it was there was this one time recently where I dropped something near the door you know just a regular door and I went to pick it up and when I stood upright again my head like came so close to hitting the doorknob like <laughs> and um but then when I was fully like stood upright I was like so far away from that doorknob like I don't know and this might sound really ridiculous and weird to bring up but the reason that I do is because what it made me remember was when I was really little and I was uh starting to get bigger and I was so accustomed to you know every now and then maybe running through the house chasing my cousin and you know playing tag and all that stuff and my dad had warned me to be careful because I was getting bigger and so I was running, and then we went. He went through the kitchen, so I ran after, and then boom, my forehead slaps right oh into the doorknob, and it like startled me. And my dad was fortunately right there, and immediately was like, "Careful! I told you you have to be careful because you're growing." Mm-hmm. But you know, his warning didn't register until I learned the hard way. Yeah, that's usually <laughs> um, how it goes. yeah, and so it was just so weird to now be way older and standing way taller above the doorknob and I'm like that was me that was my little body like like, but I'm in the same body but it's just bigger now like I don't know it was just like this weird moment of like realizing how much changes yeah so I don't know I just felt like why not share that so that's my random fact (laughs) so kind of writing on that and the concept of change Mm -hmm. and how we as believers in Christ, true followers of him, we have a change and we have a noticeable change. And we have that change of heart, which is from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh. Mm -hmm. And our minds are being renewed and we're that new creature in Christ. And so, interesting enough, um, Mastasia and I have been talking about this one topic that we're going to address today and it's been something that's been weighing on my heart heavily and I believe Mastasia has somewhat been sensing it too but um it hasn't really provoked a lot in her but I think it is now and this is why it's such a huge topic for us to cover but 
it's just are we actually living in that change and believing in it and are we exemplifying the fruits of the spirit and are we shutting down that pride and walking in humility like true humility so Nastasia what are we going to be talking about today? (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Today we want to talk about tough love or tact. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds scary. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So, just in case, um, a generalization of tough love is basically when you can be really hard on somebody and really, you know, not necessarily abrasive for the sake of being abrasive, but it can be a little tough you know but it's for the sake of i love you so i'm gonna give you truth and just tell you like it is to your face kind of right no funny business right no sugarcoating right and then and then tact (laughs) is more so when you do have some care and some thought put into how you frame your words how you get to the same point but the way you get to it is a little bit more mm, methodical i guess you could say or more so with more care um but there's just this tactic that you take um and I, yeah yeah i think we agreed that what scripture goes perfectly with that is ephesians 4:29 mhm and that is we usually read king james version and that's what i'm going to read now and it's let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers mhm and there's going to be a lot more that comes with that because we just feel like there's many more um, scriptures that apply to that but please continue mm-hmm. if you have anything more to add to this <laughs> well yeah i think that scripture is really great for this and then i do want to read at least to start one of the cross references that go with that which is colossians 4 6 and it says let your speech be always with grace seasoned with salt that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man mm. and so it's kind of what we want to talk about is we know there's a time and place for everything right and we know that we do we never condone belittling or compromising truth for the sake of sparing emotions exactly or trying to control others emotions because we can't we can't control those reactions but at the same time to go about our speech um, in an encouraging, admonishing, exhorting way that aligns with the way scripture would instruct us right. to go about these conversations rather than just coming guns a-blazing and you're going to hear it whether you like it or not and I'm going to basically smack you across the face with it, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and so there's definitely a way to go about it that doesn't have to be attacking and so while there is that time and place for a tough love we want to kind of get into discerning a little bit i would say so you may be asking what brought this on for us to make it into a topic and talk about it and to be honest we don't want to be as vague but then we don't want to go into this amount of amount of details where we're attempting to influence or trying to sway we just simply want to say hey that rhymed (laughs) (laughs) but we simply want to say that we have noticed unfortunately 
that in some of women's um, ministries, we that we highly esteem, you know, that we look up to and we obviously gain a lot from, but there are times that we tend to hear or sense a lack of humility in it. And Nastasia and I can fall into that as well. Mm-hmm. We can act on what sounds like spiritual pride or what can come off as though um, we're perfect and we're so far from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but because we have been praying more and more, Lord, keep us humble, keep us humble, keep us walking in that humility, help us to convey your truth without compromising it, but with humility and grace and love that we've been asking for that more so it seems as though we've been com- becoming more aware of how the distinction is when someone is either speaking in arrogance mm-hmm. or coming off arrogantly um in contrast to speaking in humility and we don't want to elevate human beings or bring celebrity status to anyone but we do appreciate so greatly paul washer and how he exudes that humility. Um, I don't know for certain off the top of my head right now, and Nastasia, by all means, if you do, I can't particularly pinpoint a woman that teaches other women right now that just completely exudes humility. Um, I would like to, and I would like to follow in that, mm-hmm. you know, with, of course, other women that are older and wiser and so forth, we always want to um, look to that as an example. But as of late, I have noticed, and I think Mastasia has picked up on it as well, where we sense this arrogance, or at least because we notice the men want to gung-ho things and really speak boldly, I think without really even realizing it sometimes these women that have platforms these women that are speaking truth and we're not talking about false teachers we're talking about legit teachers we're talking about teachers that we esteem that are speaking truth that are um yes they're bold and they're confident in everything but unfortunately it seems like that tact is being lost somewhere Mm -hmm. and i'm not quite sure why that is because I don't know their motives or their hearts I don't know what they're going through or anything but it's unfortunate to sense or hear that in their dialogue and in their demeanor and it really is off-putting in Mm -hmm. a sense Mastasia right it's and is it 100% of the time no not necessarily but it does seem like I think especially for the touchy subjects which I mean Praise the Lord that there are people out there covering those subjects, you know, and they're not shying away from it. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be that, you know. We need to have that boldness and that confidence in the Lord's word. But there does seem to be sometimes that lack of grace Mm -hmm. on our lips, especially if we're very impassioned about something, especially if there is an expectation that it's going to be met be met with something of uh, disapproval or like, "Mm, yeah, but I don't need to take it that seriously, that we can already just overcompensate for that expectation and just come really hard. And and then it almost can be like this impression of almost a toughness for the sake of being tough. 
because mm-hmm. um, it it's almost as though if you if this was a one on one situation, just for an, a slight example, and you know you were discipling somebody who is struggling in a sin, you know you would first approach them with compassion and grace and humility and gentleness, you know, and basically, you know, saying, okay, I understand, but I do love you. So Mm -hmm. let's go to the scriptures. Let's do this. Let me, um, you know, let's seek the instruction from the Lord about how to go against this and knowing that we can come, you know, we can escape the temptation when it arises. We can take these thoughts captive and all this stuff, um, still holding an accountability and holding them to the standard that the Lord holds them to. Right. But, um, and then if in spite of taking that route and time passing, there still seems to be this, you know, complacency still forming or this apathy forming or this, yeah, I don't know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's not really being taken seriously. Mm -hmm. Then to go in that tough love and say, okay, I'm just going to give it to you straight. The Lord is not pleased with your behavior right now because you're walking in sin. Right. And you know, just laying, telling it how it is, speaking in the truth, but it's still in that humility and in this, and in knowing that we too can fall into sin, right. you know, but still because you care about them, you want to kind of like shake them out of it and be like, Hey, right. come on, we need to take this seriously. Right. But if you were instead to immediately begin with come on, step out of it. We're going to take this seriously. You know, you should know better and da, 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 and all that kind of yeah. stuff without that initial oh, yeah. gentle correction. If that, if that gentle correction was all it would have taken, then it can be a very unnecessarily painful thing to have someone just come at your face right. and basically condemning you right. almost, you know? Because don't shy from truth. Don't enable sin. Right. But do, is it really necessary to just be tough for the sake of being tough or should we at least attempt that grace and gentleness and hoping and hoping that they will see that and want to repent of their sins and continue seeking that truth, you know? Because like you were kind of saying too, um, maybe, you know, it's intentional, maybe it's not. But, um, you know, we can see a lot of like the, you know, men just saying like a lot of hard truths. Um, and then it almost seems like maybe it tries to be mimicked because, yeah, we don't want to shy from truth and we want right. to say truth. Yes. But then mm-hmm. we lose the the meekness and the quietness and that gentleness and that demeanor of femininity and womanhood and everything like that. And it can mm-hmm. come off as more masculine. Right. Now, is yeah. this saying we need to be flimsy? No. no. You know, it's not like we have to be like, oh, well, you know, I just really think that, you know, the Bible does say this. And, and no know. offense if you speak that way. Okay, right, we right. Love you. We love you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, gentleness is awesome if you're yes. coming at it. But if it's more so um, not gentle for the sake of being gentle, but I guess that gentleness that can come from a fear of man. Exactly. You know, yes. which we struggle with all of us do yeah (laughs) like oh my gosh but for the sake of not going on tangents you know to you know if the gentleness is more so to try to pacify men and because of a fear of men right then there's concern because so easily can you go from that to compromising on truth and basically saying you know never mind you just do you that whatever works for you you know Mm -hmm. um instead of holding one another accountable and still saying gently okay but the scriptures do still say this. And right. I noticed that this is instead what you are still 
partaking in and I am concerned, you know? Um, and so, you know, I don't know. I think of Ecclesiastes ten twelve, which says, The words of a wise man's mouth are gracious, but the lips of a fool will swallow up himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There has to be that grace. And I mean, gosh, we have so much to say about this, but it's exactly that what Mastasia is saying is that, you know, you are to be, you are called to be kind. You are called to be gentle. You are called to be gracious and loving. But of course, we don't all misconstrue that with what the culture um, defines that. Mm-hmm. We want to uphold biblically, but that does not give us the right to come with it as in an attacking mm-hmm. and a demeaning and a condemning type of way. Um, and again, this can so easily be cared for by just examining yourself, examining where is your heart? How are you speaking this? Are you speaking out in frustration? Are you speaking out um, with a wrong motive? Are you mm-hmm. speaking out because you're tired, you're angry, you know, these types of things. Are you speaking out on these things for the sake of, I want to get this across and you Mm -hmm. better listen to me. It's just like, no. And Mastasia and I are both like having to examine ourselves constantly when we do these podcasts, when we do our 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 WBS videos, we have to constantly be checking ourselves. And if sometimes we do come off that way, we are always apologetic or at least try to be apologetic over it. And now we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Some things pass us up and then later on we're like, did we sound a little too, too much, too, too much? Mm-hmm. You know, did we Very come aggressive. off? Yeah, did we come off aggressive? And it's not, again, that all of that confidence and boldness is wrong, but we have to have that tact. And again... I say truth and love is very important and they coincide with right. one another. But we can't compromise or just lean on one end. So mm-hmm. we can't just do tough love and we can't just do tact. Like they do go hand in hand um, in some way, shape, or form. So um, let's try to not feel defensive mm-hmm. over this, but that we wholeheartedly want to examine ourselves and seek out for the better of those that are put entrusted to us or that we must care over or that we must disciple or we must serve or even our children, same thing. It's like, do we want to take that attitude of dominance mm-hmm. or do we want to take that attitude of servanthood? Right. Um, like if we think that everybody is ridiculous, but we got down. Right. That's be very cautious about that attitude yeah i think so (laughs) Um, absolutely because i think a a good uh i think too it's like are you condemning people in your head Mm. you know like well uh sure i struggle with this one sin but i have self-control from you know what i can think outwardly anyway Mm -hmm. in this one area and they don't so you know doesn't the Lord give them an escape from temptation? So why are they falling into it? Hasn't he given himself control? So why has he fallen? Why have they fallen into it? And, you know, just kind of condemning them and looking down at them and having that, you know, that judgment, that type of judgment that the scriptures say not to have where you're self-righteous and basically putting yourself above the other person, but instead examine yourself. Okay. Maybe that specific sin you don't struggle with as obviously, Mm -hmm. but what about 
maybe pride or, you know, um, selfishness or other things that you do act on and do stumble in. Well, hasn't the Lord given us that self-control and the escape from temptation? Yes, he has. And we need to then still walk obediently, repent when we stumble, but recognize that we're in the flesh and we do stumble. Right. Is this an excuse to abuse grace? By no means. By no means, yeah. (laughs) But we should be compassionate to one another that we're all struggling because we want to walk after Christ. Right. And, um, yeah. And so I think, you know, I understand how there are a lot of hard hearts in the world and especially online is that when it's displayed. So Mm -hmm. I can imagine how tough it is to have to speak truth and you have thousands and thousands of people basically saying, shut up. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, pretty much how a lot of people online can be very abrasive. And if we have that assumption that everybody viewing our content is going to have that kind of attitude, then it is very tempting to come and basically have a hard stance and your guard up already and basically talking as though people just need to, you know, get it through their head already you know like that kind of idea of i just need to be tough otherwise people aren't gonna listen um but that's not necessarily true you Mm -hmm. know but there can be that temptation and yet scripture does still say you know there is a way to go about speaking the truth you know there shouldn't be this mocking which i think i can get convicted of too because it's like sometimes in wanting to set examples and stuff like that i want to be careful but it's not like to belittle people so like even earlier here you know when it's talking about those who may be trying to use grace as a tool to pacify others and people please it's like it's not you know it's like this isn't to mock you if you have that gracious way of speaking um or to condemn you if you do struggle with that because we too do exactly but i know that sometimes in you know examples of that um and maybe if it's not even an example but just in other you know things online that we can come across where it seems like there's this mocking of you guys are so dumb right but that you know we don't really want to belittle people because especially if you're a Christian that's seeking after the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. um, and seeking after truth, you know, if people have questions, they shouldn't be, you know, mocked for having those questions as though they should just know it all already. Right. You know, it's in the Bible. So shouldn't you know this already? It's because you don't study. It's like, well, how do you know? Do you know that they don't actively seek the scriptures? You know, maybe they're just inquiring for that discipleship and that guidance, exactly. you know, and yes. we all need reminders and you know, and I think I am concerned with that being the case just because, like, with the, you know, sake of, like, the being the case that, you know, they are maybe mocked for having those questions because I myself can struggle with that whole too much knowledge puffs up right. or, like, that idea of I need to know, I need to know, I need to know, I need to know, I need to know everything, otherwise I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail. And then if I try to, like, stop that and go and say, wait, can you please help me? I have this concern. I have this question. And then they're like, oh, you're so dumb. You should know this. Well, my mind already tells me that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? and, but that, what that does is it, it doesn't encourage. It condemns and makes me want to give up. Right. And, and, you know, and can we control people's emotions when we speak truth? People mm-hmm. might just want to give up because they mm-hmm. don't like the truth and we can't control that. But right. our aim should be to encourage at exactly. least. Exactly. At least. Yeah. Exactly. Doing our part, but we can't control the response. You right. know? Um, because I, I can't say this is the motive behind it. I, this, what I'm about to say, I can't say this is the motive because we can't know the motives of people's hearts. Exactly. But what I do want to say as a word of caution is 
you know, scripture teaches, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we know that we don't want to look like the world. Right. We want to look like Christ, but we know that there's a temptation to be conformed to the world. And that's why we need to be studying our word, you know, God's word to have our minds renewed. Because when it comes especially to the role of women and the attitude of women, we have a lot of that feminist mentality of, oh yeah you know oh yeah um i'm a strong independent woman hear me roar kind of thing yeah. you know um and then on the other end there's also the whole you know a lot of christian women have this feel this obligation to be super nice yeah but on the side of people pleasing yeah. sugarcoating the truth right. maybe you know compromising on the truth a little bit because they don't want to put anybody out you know and um i have to really be nice i have to really be nice i gotta you know that kind of thing seen it i've done it before too both ends. yes both ends right (laughs) and so it's like there's that temptation to sometimes show that tough love in the sense of i'm independent and i'm a woman and i believe in the role of woman but even still i'm a tough cookie and i'm really gonna say it like it is and all this stuff and it's like you know good on you for not wanting to shy away from the truth but just be careful that we don't accidentally fall into that temptation to be like the culture that we're surrounded in. Yes. We're constantly having that be taught to us. Yes. And we're constantly needing to turn that over to the truth of God's right. word. Um, and so, you know, is that the reason? Maybe, maybe not. But just that air of caution of we're walking in the world and there's a temptation to look like it and we need to make sure we're careful that we don't accidentally, maybe even without realizing. Um, but then when it comes to the whole niceness thing too it's like all of those things for people pleasing trying to pacify compromising on the truth that's stuff that it's like yeah definitely no and there's not this obligation where you have to be this nice sweetie little do-do-do kind of thing or whatever right. but at the same time love is still kind so we mm-hmm. need to be careful that we don't take it to another extreme and basically say i don't need to be kind and gentle mm-hmm. and have attacked because it's not about being nice it's about speaking truth you know and it's like mm-hmm. we want to speak the truth but we don't want to you know use it to harm right you know yeah so i mean with all that that's been said um we're christians we are to have our minds renewed we are to walk in the spirit mm-hmm. we're to do these things but hello we're still humans here mm-hmm. on earth and we still grapple with temptations. So guess what, Christians? We are going to grapple with pride and we're still going to grapple with biases and we're still going to grapple with some of our own faulty ideas and things that come in and mostly our emotions. So it's unfortunately what can be seen and heard is Again, it seems to be an act on a bias, um, such as Mastasia has kind of already um, spoken about. But I think the one thing for me personally is that can we stop thinking that we have stopped sinning? Mm -hmm. Can we stop thinking that we're no longer sinners, that somehow... um, spiritually we've reached reached that perfected state past um, the threshold yeah we're past the we threshold yeah and now we got it i know mm-hmm. that one thing of like yeah i know this or can we stop attempting to make ourselves as the authority mm-hmm. or we're the ones that can go ahead and um filter out people or things or whatever it is no 
hate to break it to you, we have been allowed the privilege of being vessels of God to impart Mm -hmm. the truth, but we're not the authority. The Bible is the authority. But why I'm saying this is that when we attempt to use the Bible and scripture as weapons, such as we're not imparting this with such grace and with love and with boldness and confidence, but instead we're acting out in this arrogance because I'm sorry to say this. No, not I'm not really sorry to say this, but knowledge puffs up. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very evident in a lot of the people that we can listen to, mm-hmm. um, which, hey, we can be praying, you know, for conviction. Mustasia and I have been often wondering, do I sound like I know it all? Do mm-hmm. I do? Am I allowing the ability to study scriptures get to me and convince me that somehow I'm greater mm-hmm. than so and so, or because someone is in the sin, either mm-hmm. um, like I think you mentioned it before, Anastasia, either internally or externally, somehow I'm still greater because mm-hmm. I have my stuff figured out or something. Right. It's like, yeah, you might have that figured out, or you might not struggle with that sin, but you are definitely struggling with something, mm-hmm. and it could be ultimately pride that's making you believe that you're struggling with right. nothing. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sorry. I'm like, and even then, and even then, what happens if you do end up falling into that exact same sin you were exactly. condemning the other person for? All of a sudden, there's the grace. Well, yeah. I'm oh not my finished. gosh. <laughs> you know, and it's like, but that's the thing. Um, oh my I do gosh. it in yeah. my mind. I can condemn yes. others and be like, well, if you just studied your word, I know, get it together. You know? know, but it's like, okay, well, what about the times you're tempted to not do it? I've done it. And yep. what about the times you fall into that temptation? Fallen into it, mm-hmm. I have. And yes. it's just like, why? Why condemn? We need to be praying for one another, encouraging one another, and mm-hmm. it's not. And I think why there's such this push for tough love at times is because there was this, and can still be that push for babying, and so yeah. it's almost like. To avoid one extreme, we can start to go into the other. And I don't know about you all, I'm an extremist. I so easily can be like, in order to avoid this, I need to go and like do (laughs) this to the extreme and to perfection. And mind, does that not work for one? Yes. Because I am not the perfect Heavenly Father. Right. (laughs) Or Christ or Holy Spirit. But I have the Holy Spirit and he does help me. But anyways. Yeah. But see, that's the thing is, is I find myself because I come from a ton of pride, a ton of striving on knowledge Mm -hmm. and knowing how Mm -hmm. puffed up it makes you and being like, yeah, yeah, uh uh-huh, I got this. You know, and having that demeanor and simply thinking, almost condemning or like looking down on others because, Mm -hmm. well, no, like God's totally doing the work Mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, seeking after him this Mm -hmm. way. And it's just like, oh, rude awakenings though. Thank God for discipline. Can I just say that much? Thank God for him spurring on and refining and definitely showing you how ugly and wicked and of a still sinner you are and how you struggle with the flesh, definitely. Thank you, Lord, for Mm -hmm. that. I mean, how many times could I praise you for that? Seriously, because with that, oh, the pride is completely shattered. Mm -hmm. It is when you start to realize. So this idea of somehow elevating yourself and taking this somewhat of a snooty approach over using scripture as 
because I know it and I'm going to go ahead and just say it to you and yeah, because I am full of wisdom. It's like that's what exudes from you and it's really ugly, Mm -hmm. to be honest. It very much puts you in a place of I don't understand why you're doing this, but I really believe there's something in your heart that is provoking this attitude from you. And so while we tend to say, no, God caused me to call out false teachers. God caused me to Mm -hmm. speak the truth. God caused me to tell someone of their sin. God, yes. Right. Yes, he does. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not saying no, he doesn't. Mm -hmm. But I also believe there has to be that tact behind it. In other words, you're speaking that truth but there is that love and grace that goes with it and mind you it's a difficult task Mm -hmm. it's a very difficult task we are all prone to fall into that temptation of elevating ourselves believing that we're greater than others and somehow turning this into self Mm -hmm. instead of becoming selfless and becoming a servant right it's 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 a natural instinct of us as being born in this fallen world. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just that whole mentality of the extremes. You know, oh, we're so tired of people just not like forsaking scripture and not taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we want to, and you know, babying people mm-hmm. and basically saying, it's okay, you can feel whatever you need to feel and da 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 kind mm-hmm. of thing. That's and the then, world's psychology. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically just, just, just sit in it, just yeah. sit in it, and then it'll pass on its own kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, scripture says, no, take those thoughts captive and da da da, you know, hold each other accountable, call out sin, all that kind of stuff. And so then when it goes to the other extreme then of no funny business, none, I am going to (laughs) say it like it is, even if it hurts, because I ain't going to be worried about your emotions, because that's just what matters is truth and not your emotions. And it's like, okay, but we still need that that grace our lips salted you know right, yeah we still need that compassion the right. humility right um because yeah otherwise it's almost like what i see happen in me i'm not proud of it but mm-hmm. it does happen probably mm-hmm. more often than i want it to most likely happens to me too. <laughs> <laughs> um and i know i've come to you about this before too and being like uh but basically I, that whole idea of condemning others maybe internally or externally or whatever mm-hmm. and basically seeing yourself as greater the way it often can be resembled in me is well if you were like me and read your bible more if you were like me and prayed more if you were like me and fought harder if you were like mm-hmm. me and basically i'm doing it in my strength i'm doing it in my strength i'm doing it in my strength kind of thing and basically if you did it like me then you'd be so much better and because you're not then you're so much worse and i'm better because mm-hmm. i got it right because i did this but at the same time, it's like we have to take the focus off of ourselves mm-hmm. because you're right in the sense of when you are obedient to scripture, when you seek after the Lord, mm-hmm. when you know those things are taking place, you're proving God's truth right. Because what does it say? It's like, you know, you meditate on it because you don't want to sin against him. Exactly. You, you you cherish his law. You cherish God's word. You want to put it into practice, yes. you know? But basically it says that when you are, are obedient to the Lord, there are, you know, those blessings that follow in having that godly character, you know? Right. Um, and stuff like that. However, instead of seeing it as, you know oh, it's because of the Lord's work and, you know, the Lord, what he's provided and all this stuff. It's almost like we see it because I did this, oh, because mm-hmm. I did that, oh, you know, yeah. and, and instead of being like, 
the Lord's just being proven correct. We just all need to try to be more like Christ, you know, because, you know, he's great. It just becomes this whole thing of, I am so much greater. Mm -hmm. And if you were just more like me instead of more like Christ, Mm -hmm. you know, if you were just obedient to me instead of obedient to the word, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Like, I I don't know if I'm conveying it quite clearly. I hear you. (laughs) I hear you. Yeah, it's pretty (laughs) much that whole idea of, it shouldn't be a comparison to ourselves or even boasting in ourselves and in our works, but instead saying the only reason why what I'm doing works isn't because I'm willing it to, isn't because of my own strength, isn't because I'm just a straight A stellar student or I have this extra righteousness or anything like that. It's just because God says when you do these things in obedience to him, you have the blessings because it's just truth and you're proving him right. Right. You know? Um, and so, uh, interesting (laughs) enough though, you will encounter a lot of those people that have platforms that have, um, a huge following or whatever it is at times say, I don't do that. What are you talking about? I don't do that. But see what I find that to be is that it stemmed from pride. When someone is willing to hear correction, doesn't matter who it comes from, but they're willing to hear it and then take it to the Lord and then pray and say, okay, is there some truth to that, the Lord? Can you examine my heart? Am I doing something mm-hmm. of that sort? Am I, because it doesn't take, see, this is the thing. There could be thousands of people that are just like, amen, I agree with what you're saying. You're saying it right. Be bold. Keep doing that. I agree. You know, yeah, that's the Lord's truth. Yeah, at least you're standing up for truth. You're being this or whatever. But there'll be that one person that says, um, I think you're coming off a little prideful, but this or whatever. And they're just like, nah, I'm not listening to that. They're just like, right. forget that. I got mm-hmm. thousands of people that are praising me, right. praising what I'm doing. And that puffs up that person. But instead of, if you got one person, mind you, I'm also not trying to say that there aren't people out there that are just trying to provoke and cause drama right. and condemn. all those things and condemn right. and just be rude and disrespectful and just try to, you know, um, stain or, you know, cause problems and argument. And yeah, 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 all that stuff. Honestly, yeah, there's obviously people out there that are going to be doing that. But I'm talking about that one person that out of sheer probably concern (laughs) or just like a twinge of confidence that they get in a moment. And they're just like, "Um, I'm sensing a bit of pride here and I'm not, you know, and I want to hear you out and Mm -hmm. I want to understand you, but is there a reason why you choose to say it this way or why you choose to it's like that does not sound combative in any kind of way Mm -hmm. that sounds as though they're really trying to inquire and understand you why you have that and you should obviously take note of that right you have people that are condemning screaming cursing being Mm -hmm. aggressive looking to argue looking to debate looking to all those things and by all means pray for them you know pray for them let them be and so forth but if somebody is genuinely inquiring and asking these things it should be something to consider and um not just simply go based on i have thousands and thousands of people that are praising what i'm saying and doing that's not the way that we define that we're following christ i think there's that false idea which we probably went into this a little bit before and may go into it even later where it's like the more popular are the more popular you are 
the more that you are doing something right or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. something like that. And it's like, no. (laughs) I was like, Amal, do we forget that the enemy has the ability to kind of spur on Mm -hmm. and bring a lot of people into that and believe in stuff that's being said that's completely unholy, that's untrue, and build that person up and make them super Mm -hmm. popular while they're false teaching and saying things that they shouldn't and then he could you know he could he he just has ways of doing things like that but it's important to really examine ourselves and see where is this coming from why are we acting on this are we acting on our own bias on our own emotions are we acting in frustration in anger and just um you know despair are we acting on these things and just kind of getting tired or burnt out Mm -hmm. in ministry or something or whatever it may be are we doing these things and yet let us keep the role that we are to keep let us keep speaking and how we're supposed to be speaking let us walk in humility humility is so huge and i really think that it easily comes out in our demeanors in the way that we speak, in the way that we handle others, in the way that we handle social media, in the way that we handle our ministries. Mm -hmm. Like, let us strive for that and not simply just let the things get to us or if we simply say, oh, I don't do that. Mm, I have a cause for concern. I think you do then. It's like, let's not quickly cast off or, you know, ignore Mm -hmm. or simply be like, I'm not listening to that person, you know, or whatever. I know what I'm doing and I'm just going to keep doing this. It's like, can we please stop with that attitude? Let us hold fast to what scriptures say, the whole counsel of God, right? right? Let's not just take one scripture and be like, well, I'm told to do this and I'm told to do that. Okay. But let's look at the whole counsel of it. So, but with that in mind is why should I, I mean, I should say, it, I want to, you know, kind of like hound on that against, it's difficult. Yeah. We're tempted. Mm-hmm. We're highly tempted to just act in that. Even in this podcast, we're like having yeah, to yeah. checking our hearts. I know. Like, I'm okay, like, how, I could, are we saying how are we things? saying this? <laughs> we really don't want to have a giant plank in our eye right now. Right. You know? Yeah. And so, um, so, okay. Masisha and I have been reading, um, like a, a devotional that, um, we had gone to a ministry type of kind of like an open ministry to like introduce us to like different ministries and stuff uh, yeah, like that. It was like a fair. Yeah, it's kind of like a, yeah, I don't know, something like that. But yeah. so we went to that and um, I couldn't help but be drawn to like stuff that pertains to missions. So mm-hmm. um, there's this place that's called uh, the Master's Academy International, TMAI. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the mi- ministries that I got introduced to and I was. I am quite fascinated with it, and I think it's amazing to be training up pastors all around the world. So I was really fortunate to receive um, an invitation to order their devotional, which is called Declaring His Glory Among the Nations. Now, in the description box, I'm sure we're going to end up putting some sort of a link or something so that any of you that want to grab this devotional can get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much it is, but <laughs> but whatever it is, I highly recommend mm-hmm. that you invest in it. And um, obviously, it's written by many pastors around the world. And gotta throw this in there. Can we please be praying for pastors that are being 
raised up in truth, trained in truth, Mm -hmm. so that they can train others in truth out there in the world, and we can proclaim the gospel everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, can we please be praying for them? Can we find ways to support them? Can we find ways to just be there for them, however, them and their families? Mm -hmm. Um, Just, can we please keep them at the forefront of our minds? And so, yeah, there's a little encouragement for you all there. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) so um, March 23rd is today. And so we read this and I couldn't help but just be like, I'm going to read this on the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I don't I think this is really good. So here goes. It's titled Christian Maturity. And the scripture is, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Ephesians 4, 15, 16. This was written by SR in Asia, and so the name has been withheld for security. I do not know the version, um, um, the translation of this uh, scripture, so whatever it is, um, that's what it is. <laughs> it's like, I don't have a distinction here. So, But here goes the devotional. Every Christian ought to grow in maturity. God wants us to mature that we would no longer be children in our Christian walk. Christ called us out from our sin and has given gifts to his church for the purpose of growth and maturity. But one may well wonder, what does maturity look like? Our passage answers that question. A key characteristic of a mature Christian is speaking the truth and love under the Lordship of Christ. However, there are few things more difficult to practice in our Christian life than speak truth boldly without compromise and to love lavishly without hypocrisy. It is not easy in church or in the workplace, and sometimes even in our homes. However, these virtues were manifested by our master to hostile sinners in equally hostile environments. There is no Christian growth without truth and love going hand in hand. I have seen over the years in different churches in Asia that truth without love drives away people from church and love without truth does not transform the church. Without both, there is no growth in maturity. We who have been born of the Spirit are to grow up like Christ, following our Master who spoke truth and love irrespective of circumstances. We must do this even if it costs us our lives. Are you maturing? Are you a maturing disciple of Christ? Do you speak the truth in love? Is this key characteristic true of you? The next time you speak the truth, ask yourself, am I really seasoning this with love? Remember, truth without love is brutality. Love without truth is hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. Boom. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) That was quite amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a delight to read this morning. (laughs) Yes, it was. Um, So, yes, we are very much wanting... To basically convey, can we use both? Can we do the truth, but in love? Can we examine ourselves to see where where we're at with this? Mm-hmm. And again, if you say, I don't have a problem with that, or that's not me, or uh, no, why would I do that? 
I would beg to encourage you to actually examine yourself just a bit more. Right. And actually be open to any convictions. We should always be willing to be convicted. Mm -hmm. We should always be willing to heed that conviction and repent. Mm -hmm. We should always be willing to do what the word says, but do it correctly Mm -hmm. and wholeheartedly and willfully and obediently. Have a teachable spirit, you know? Yeah, I think that is so important. Mm -hmm. And that comes with humility. Right. And to not fear the extremes, you know, of basically well, if I do it that way, then I'm basically going to end up just babying everybody and nobody's going to take anything seriously. But it's like, that's not what we're trying to say. It's just that balance, right? you know, of basically just doing it the way that the Lord says. (laughs) Yeah, just doing it that way. There's a time and place for everything. (laughs) It is, absolutely. Um, So, usually, I have some questions. Yeah, you do. (laughs) And so... We're going to go ahead and play her jingle. Question time with Amanda. You might cry, but hopefully good tears. Woo! <laughs> that is so funny. So, um, first question is, do you believe that you speak the truth in love? Second question is, is do you um, examine yourself? daily even several times a day to make sure you are conveying truth in love and that you are exemplifying christ and thirdly is truly examine and see if pride is one of the main things you're still dealing with and if you are don't shy away from it but allow the lord to work in and through that to not I guess completely get rid of it because like I said we won't be perfect here but to be willing to go through whatever you have to go through and if that means more suffering if that means more trials if that means more battling that you're willing to do so mm-hmm. but yeah those are my three questions nice yeah <laughs> so we're coming up on time and uh, it's been really nice, though, having this mm-hmm. having this conversation. It is. So, yeah, I am just, by all means, we are so thankful that we have godly women, that we can see their wisdom, that we can um, esteem and exemplify them, but at the same time, we don't want to idolize them either. Mm-hmm. We don't want to make them our ultimate heroes where we're putting them above God. Um, We don't want to make it seem as though everything that they say is gold because I'm sorry to tell you this, it's not. Mm -hmm. We all make mistakes. We all tend to err in some way. And even when we believe that we're speaking by the Holy Spirit, There is still the potential because we still battle the flesh and we still battle biases, thoughts, Mm -hmm. ideologies, beliefs, the flesh. Hey, we have three enemies, right? The world, the flesh, and the devil. Mm -hmm. So we have to be mindful of those temptations that come in and we have to be willing to examine and say, hey, I am a sinner that has been saved by grace 
And because of that is why I want to impart this truth and love. So when we have to be tough, when we have to give tough love, because honestly, sometimes that's how I learn it best is to have that tough love. Um, there's still a way of conveying that. And I believe that I'm more receptive. And I think a lot of people are more receptive when humility is coming behind it all. But when there's that arrogance, when there's that some sort of um, know-it-all mm-hmm. demeanor. A condemnation. Yeah, condemnation. There's more of an off-putting sense of, I don't know exactly why you're speaking to me this way, but it really draws me further from wanting to seek after Christ if this is what he creates. Right. If this is what develops in walking with him. Right. And I think that there is an indication of when we can get caught up in ourselves instead of seeking to walk in that spirit. We can easily fall into the flesh. So let's not act as though because we are growing and maturing and we have this wisdom that we're somehow immune to sin now or incapable of falling into that. Let's maintain that humility and walking alongside of him and serving him by being those precious vessels to these other women and youth, young girls, and even children that we are entrusted to. And for, let's just say, any men are popping up in here listening to us. Mm -hmm. Again, seek after someone that can disciple you, that can hold you accountable, that you will not be puffed up by knowledge, that you will not be puffed up in pride, that you will be seeking after the things of the Lord and have a heart after Christ so that you can exude that humility yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're just super thankful for the people that we do have and we understand that they err, that they make mistakes just as much as we do. And one last note of encouragement that Mastasia kind of had to hone in for me because I was just like, well, 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 just kind of like bouncing off the walls on this idea is that she brought up the scripture of not despising those that are the youth. Um, I don't really know the scripture reference or verse, so please forgive me. Um, Right off the top of my head, I don't know it, but it's just to not despise those that are younger in a way, but that we do have the ability to approach those in these on these platforms mm-hmm. or in these different um, positions or however you may be um, or however it may be that they are and where they are in we have that ability to approach them with that loving tact and grace and humility and simply stating what we have observed mm-hmm. we have that ability we have been given that ability in Christ we have that ability to edify one another And so we should adhere to that and do so and not allow fear to sway us. But remember, we don't do it in a way where we attack. We don't do it in a way where we're trying to put you down or condemn you or anything. We're trying to do it in a way to encourage you to see the truth, to understand the truth, to examine yourself, and to desire to live and walk in obedience to Christ. And most of all, to speak the truth in love. Right. And then trying to be cautious, too, um, that when you go to bring somebody's sin to their attention, that you yourself aren't tempted to exactly. fall into it. Yeah. Yeah. Galatians 
So yeah, we are please, I hope that this has been received in mm-hmm. proper light and know that Mastasia and I are constantly praying for conviction mm-hmm. and to walk in that humility and that when we do approach these very touchy topics, um, that we want to make sure that it's not in light of exuding arrogance, but truly wanting to be humble and understanding that what we talk about is because we go through it too. Right. It's not something like, oh, we've attained, <laughs> we've attained it. <laughs> we're really, we're totally perfected in that now. Mm-hmm. So we don't got to worry about that. No, that's not even the case at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Please pray for us. <laughs> Please, yeah, I know. <laughs> we often say that. Please pray for us. Please. So I want to end with First Thessalonians 5.11, which says, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. So nice. Would you yeah. like to pray? Really? You're turning it on me? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is funny. We do this a lot where it's just like, I think we're both trying to be like, do you want to pray? Oh, you caught me first. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, so let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for the ability to approach you with boldness, the throne of grace. Lord, thank you so much that you are the example that we desire to um, follow, that we desire to um, be like, Lord, because you are conforming us into your image. So I ask now that you continue that work within all of our hearts, that you bring conviction so that we can repent, that our hearts remain softened and that our minds are renewed, and Lord, that we exude that humility Father, for those that may listen to this, um, for those that may either feel conviction or for may feel a form of condemnation, Father, wholeheartedly, may you help them to see just the truth of where their hearts are at. Lord, we ask this for ourselves often, and I do pray this for all of my brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, it's always ultimately that your word is authority and that we seek to obey it and we seek to have you glorified. So thank you, Father, for these opportunities that you present to us. Thank you, Father, that we can walk in them wholeheartedly and confidently. And Lord, may we never compromise your truth, but may we also walk in the Spirit. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much that you are always doing a work. Thank you so much that you are doing that work within us, the work that you have begun in us, and you are faithful to complete it. So, Father, please, please, by all means, keep helping us to see the truth and to walk in the truth with boldness and with confidence and to always speak the truth in love. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Alrighty. Thank you so much. Thank you again for listening in. Any kind of information you need will be in the description box below. And yeah, keep praying for us. We need a lot of Mm -hmm. prayer. I know. (laughs) We need so much prayer. But yes, as always, we thank you guys. Um, We love you guys. And tune in to the next one. Bye. Bye. The scripture read from the devotional declaring his glory among the nations is as follows. Scripture quotations taken from the NASB New American Standard Bible. Copyright 1990 by the Lockman Foundation, used by permission, all rights reserved.